It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Coming up on TMS, third rabbit of the poopocalypse. Facebook is crap. Beep, 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 beep. I don't like to sneeze. Black belt and something. I was at hamburger until you said sushi. Bow door photo session. There's a dog on the roof. The third eagle of the month. 200 pound Putin lover. Don't be a stoner wearing high heels in a horror movie. The mirror. The original picture delete button. Not in a horror movie with Amy. Particulates in the nose hole. Dysmorphin time with Wendy. And more on this episode of The Morning Stream. The only serum I know is from Blade. He needs it so he doesn't turn into full vampire. Mm. Evan doesn't have a friend. The Morning Stream. When <laughs> love that one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's uh, Thursday, July 14th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hi. Hello. Hey, man. Uh, look, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I was telling the pre-show people that I uh, came to the show with what sounds like a cold, but I didn't. I just sneezed a whole bunch, and now now I'm in the aftermath of it. Yeah, so, post-sneeze uh, recovery uh, period. Yeah, I'm in my refractory sneeze period, right? No, oh, wait, that sounds gross. Uh, anyway, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about me. If you hear of my voice be a little weird, it's just because, you know, I sneezed a lot, and, and now I'm over it. Um, hey, Brian, it's a Thursday, so hey, why don't, we, why don't we check in with Third Eagle of the Apocalypse today? Why don't we do it? Oh, good. Yes, let's let's do that, shall we? It's been a while, and Brian put himself through some pain to try to listen for some nuggets yesterday and sent me, uh, I think, a good nugget that I'd like to share with the listeners. Um, this is Third Eagle sort of explaining how speed dialing works. Yeah, chatting with the person that uh, he begins a lot of his, his episodes with this... Uh, other Mary, full of grace and holy and and then yeah. the other guy goes. He calls like it's not even like calling in on Skype or Zoom or anything like that. Yeah, Third Eagle literally has his phone. And he answers it. Oh, default as hell. This guy. Yes, exactly. Run with the defaults. Barely getting by. Exactly. Well, here's what he says in this conversation regarding uh, the the elusive idea of uh, what what do we call it? Call um, exp- speed dialing. Okay, speed dialing. Explaining speed dialing. This is speed dialing with Third Eagle of the Apocalypse. Enjoy. You're right on time. You're right on time today. So this is fine. Yeah, she is. 
Yeah, she has a landline, so she has speed dial. So that that was. Oh, oh, that's why. Oh, okay. I just have a cell phone, so. Right. So you got. So you have to. Well, you you can still speed dial, right? Uh, well, I haven't figured it out, and I'm not going to oh. waste my time oh. trying to do it. <laughs> you I mean get a headache? You mean you actually punch the numbers in every time? No, I got you on my contacts. I'm oh yeah. My, okay. I, so that's what. I, so wouldn't wouldn't you call that speed dial? I mean, all you do is push a button, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just touch uh, on your yeah. recent calls, and you're right there. So, there. You know. Right, right, exactly. Okay, now today is uh, Wednesday, July the 15th. <laughs> you know, um, the only thing that would make that better is if when, when the uh, the realization that I guess, yeah, I'm hitting a button, so I guess technically that is speed dial, when the other guy finally realized and go, oh, yeah. If, if all of a sudden there was like a little sound effect of, like yeah, a like a little heaven one. Yeah, that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. They, they missed an opportunity. Also, there is a difference. I just like to make this clear. Yes, you're yes. only pushing one button to call somebody on on a traditional speed dial setup back in the '80s or whatever. Yes. And right. yes, you're only pushing a button on your phone now to quickly call somebody. The difference is, speed dial back in the day still dialed the number, so. Mm-hmm. It still had to go beep, 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 boop, 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 beep. Like it had to do its thing. <laughs> exactly. Whereas that. now you just, it's not the. Boop, 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 boop. It's the uh, military training in me. I just couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's out marching at 6 a.m. to my uh, <laughs> exactly. to my beeps. That was funny. I didn't even realize I did it. But yeah, right. Like you could screw up speed dial if you accidentally pressed a button on your phone during its speed dial because that would send another another note another tone through the another touchstone through the yeah yeah so now and i get it you know we're 30 eagles what like in his 80s or something mm-hmm. um you know he doesn't know he's he's barely he's great he probably knows more about tech than your average 80 plus year old you know he probably does yeah because he's getting streams done he's got the basics going he like kind of I mean, at least a, understands youtube live and uh yeah it's just the rest of his life that's completely insane. <laughs> that's right. It's it's every other part of him that's completely out of touch with uh, with reality. Yeah, it's all that stuff. Also, I just need to get this out so we can get some thought process going and get some emails in on mm. this issue. Okay, all right. Let's watch sure. him one of those Steven Seagal videos where he's doing his Aikido, uh, you know. <laughs> He's all fat in his in his uh, black thing, and they're all chasing what? him down, and he's just like swatting him away like it's nothing. And I'm Look convinced. Look at us watching and listening to hot garbage for for our listeners. Exactly, benefit. exactly. Yeah. So they don't have to. But when he's doing all of that, it's fake, right? I mean, he's like 200 pounds yeah. overweight. The guy oh, walks yeah. up to him, he just goes, push him to the side. The guy does like right. this. Right. It's edited. It's basically, and it's probably like quick edits, right? So it's like. Punch, quick edit, kick, quick, quick edit, spin around. Well, it depends. Like so the he's one only I... having to do one thing at a time, and he can take a, bri- uh, a rest and breathe. Because the one I saw, he was just out on a floor doing this for like a whole like oh, audience. Oh, really? Like an uncut uh, wow. Yeah, and so it's just a guy would come after him and go, all right, guy would come after him, push him to the side, guy would come after him, <laughs> shove him to the thing. Still fake. But, that uh... sounds all like, but it looks like BS to me, but now I've got people online going, that's what people who don't understand Aikido think. Let me tell you, it's not BS. It's exactly how it's supposed to go, and he is a genius. Like, I'm getting it both both ways, so... Sure, I sure. need confirmation. Can somebody out there who actually, like, has a black belt in something or 
understands martial arts in a modern way. Can you tell me if Seagal is just faking it? I think Tali kind of has exactly the right take. She says that it's fake, but it's a demonstration. It's proper etiquette to not resist. Granted, he's doing a shitty job. So, I mean, it's, you know, he's doing Aikido moves in a demonstration. People are coming at him and, and, you know, taking the hits and taking the, the punches and stuff. Because that's what you you'd want to you don't want to demonstrate how easy it is to take down a two hundred pound uh, Putin lover. You want to you know see what the the actual you know moves look like. So yeah, total of two hundred pounds is being generous. This dude, yeah, yeah, that's true. My left leg is two hundred pounds. <laughs> he's a he's a big boy now. All right, well, whatever. Feedback required. Uh, the morning stream at gmail dot com. Everybody, okay. Uh, so also. Uh, Facebook is crap. I just want to put that out there. Um, Mm -hmm. I know we all kind of have a love-hate relationship with Facebook, but for some reason, the Tadpool um, group on Facebook, it won't let me do anything in it. I can't post or do anything. Really? Have you been been blocked and muted out of your own group, Scott? Well, I can see it all. Uh, I can read it all. I just can't. I can't post anything, and the air it gives me doesn't say you've been demoted or given you don't have rights or anything. It says, here, hold on, I'll bring it up. Here we go. It says, something isn't working. This may be a technical issue. We're working on it. Now, it's the exact same action I take on any Facebook page, including my own wall, including multiple other groups I belong to, including a couple of business pages. No issues. Not a problem. Different browsers, all the same result. Did you... Okay, so that was going to be my first question. Is different browsers, uh, phone... Computer, Phone, computer, all of it, all that stuff. Weird. Same, same result. Uh, tablet this can, morning. Uh, can Kim post something in there? Like, oh, try I don't know. She... I could have her try. Yeah, it's a good point. I don't know That's if she's really in weird. here though, or even part of it. She might be. But anyway, Jeez. it's weird, man. I don't get yeah. it. I mean, it, it simply oh, squared. No. Maybe they are working on it. Maybe they are. I doubt it's like a. It should be a, like a system wide kind of problem, especially if it's you know multiple browsers, two different ISPs. Like I've tested it in every possible way. And mm-hmm. I can't get in. So that's why you're not seeing like go live notifications the last two days in Facebook, uh, the, the Tadpole group, because it won't freaking let me do it. So there's that. It's a bummer. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's crap. It's uh, Facebook uh, it's proven once again, hot garbage. Yeah. I just picture freaking Zuckerberg in some room going, yeah, so I uh, think, yeah. I don't know why he's uh, he's suddenly uh, George Lucas. <laughs> George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, need to block that Johnson fellow from. Uh, <laughs> getting in here uh i can't think of how he sounds how does he sound that's, i mean that's why that's actually why he's like <laughs> he heard he he's hearing uh your impersonations of him saying okay uh f johnson get him out <laughs> i can't think but give I, him some confusing error message so okay now with that ibit fella too now better do that ibit fella give me a um Give me a good Zuckerberg voice. I can't think. I, I, can't so, th- I seriously cannot think of what he sounds like like all i can think of is uh Jesse Eisenberg's impersonation of him or his is <laughs> yeah Jesse that's really true impersonation it's his you know he's like a lot of um let's see we're really big on VR no we're big on VR here and uh too much too much inflection yeah we're really hard. big on VR and we hope to bring it to the masses very soon that's right we are so happy that you have come. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard not to not to slip of, in the galaxy he's kind of an around. alien so you know you do what you can yeah all right. Well, there's that. Oh, that's the best. By the way, somebody asked me the other day, what is the best way to describe uh, why the Orville's working for you? And I said, because it feels like Galaxy Quest 
Hmm. Without the fourth wallness of Galaxy right, Quest. yeah, this is it feels like the Galaxy Quest TV show that the movie Galaxy Quest was. Yeah, like it's got that. It's got a funness, a sense of humor to it, hmm. uh, you know, a brightness to it, but also kind of all these really cool Trekkie ideas. Like that, those yeah. are that's my best go to. The best way I can explain why I think the Orville's good all these years later. Uh, I think you're going to like um, Strange New Worlds too once you start watching it. Yeah, We're I need to four start. or five episodes in and. Um, uh, we're digging it. We're really digging the format and the style and making making old things look old and new at the same time, right? Or yeah. making That's hard to do. It is hard to do. Like how do you make it look like it's older than next generation and, and discovery, but still keep it Daryl's um, all pissed. I saw a post from him. He thinks the they screwed up with uh, some episode where they redid a bunch of things that weren't in the original version of the storyline or something mm-hmm. like the some pike thing to do with the menagerie episode or something yeah, i don't know what it yeah. is I'm and he's sure, all yeah. upset about it and uh screw this show which, i'm off i'm out which is weird because it wasn't five tweets before that he was saying i think strange new worlds might be the best star trek thing that they've done in the yeah. last 10 years yeah. i have a feeling i could be wrong i'm just gonna say this I have a feeling Daryl's really hard to please. That's my thinking. <laughs> you know? I think you might be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you might just actually be hard to to make happy. That's my thinking. Uh, yeah. Daryl, we hope you're doing fine. I don't, he's not listening, but whatever. All right. Hey, uh, what if we did a little bit of this? It's time to read this with Amy. That's right. Amy, a.k.a. Red Fraggle, joins us each and every Thursday to talk about books, why we should read them, and uh, perhaps once in a while she does a reading herself, which I always enjoy. Why should we read books, Amy? What is with these books, Amy? Tell us more. Good morning. How is everybody this morning? Good. Doing all right. Groovy. Groovy. Yeah. So the the best description I've read of books is like they're uh, something like, you take a tree and grind it up and you make scribbles on it and you create entire world with them. Oh, interesting. Um, and it's like, you know, you can you can control how somebody thinks with scribbles on a guess. Um is, is Amy coming in choppy She's for chopping you, for me a little bit. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, see I was gonna ask that. Okay. It's not Wait, it's not it feels less I know but... Chuck is currently downloading the entire uh, season of uh, Emily in Paris uh, sure. season two oh. right sure. now. But uh, <laughs> what it sounds to me like is less about lag and more about like your settings in Discord are oh, tuned to yeah. cut you oh, on cut the low off. and the high. Yeah. yeah. I could be wrong, but anyway. All but right. you sound better so now. Maybe- Except now. I don't hear it all now. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, is that better? I think so. So far, yes. Yeah, so far, you're good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Okay. Be better now. Is my, does my room noise sound okay? Does it sound like I'm in like... I no. don't hear any room noise at all, so it sounds great. Excellent. Yeah, you sound okay, good. Okay, good. All right. I'm, I'm trying something new. I've bought a, I, I, I have two little desks for what I want to do in this room. So I have ordered an extension to my desk mm. and a scissor stand for my mic. So I don't have to like hunch over mm-hmm. my desk to do oh, this yeah. segment yep. anymore. And uh, so anyway, I was like, all right, but then that means I won't have my little, my little cloth box that I put my mic in to eliminate room noise. So oh, I was like, all right, gotcha. I need to, oh, I need to try this out this morning. You sound great. You don't see, you don't sound great. backgroundy at all. Sounds good. No, I'm oh, not good. hearing any echo or anything like that. So, very good. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So, 
I have a number of things for us to go through this morning. I'm very right. excited. Oh, um, so I had another weird dream that I wanted to share with you guys because it made me laugh. Go for it. And I promise this won't be like an every week thing because I don't <laughs> have these dreams all the freaking time. But I figure, hey, while I have them, you know, I may as well share get, it. Get the card, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that. this one, it starts out, I am... In a combination of One Crazy Summer and Summer Rental, you know, both of those those 80s movies where to win the day you had to you had to win a boat race, you know, yeah, like that. Right. Was, or know, a ski so, race. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, one crazy specifically boat race. It was the okay. specifically the boat race one. So okay. we're in that that world, right? But then we get on the boat and it's like humongous it's the size it's not a cruise ship but it's like the size of a ferry you know like a ferry boat that'll take you you know across to the orkneys or something like that you know one of those where it's big enough you can drive cars onto it yeah sure so then all of a sudden it's a horror movie oh and uh, this part i blame scott for lily tomlin (laughs) was there because (laughs) (laughs) i know anything to do with billy tomlin is always my fault i've learned well the the reason I blame you were talking about Lily Tomlin on the Pac Man episode of Play oh, yeah. Retro the other day, yeah, and you like you played a clip from her, so that's why she was in my brain. Here, I'll, like, let she- me let me play her real quick. This is the clip I played, Brian, so you know where we're coming okay. from here. All right. Hi, I'm Lily Tomlin. I'm a Pac Man freak. I have no idea why she said that. <laughs> right? Yeah. But anyway, that was good. Yeah. I was going to please home while I connect you or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so she and a bunch of the other people on the boat, they were running some kind of illegal, horrible, toxic enterprise, and it was inadvertently creating these monsters, and they were killing everybody on the boat. And by the end of the dream, it was just me and some other random dude. We were the only people left alive. And mm. random dude tries to hit me up for sex. And I said, absolutely not. Oh. We're in a horror movie. That's how you die in yeah. a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, somebody with some sense Twitch, in that scenario. To which Chuck replies, that's the reason? <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. It wasn't Chuck. I yeah. literally don't know who this dude was. Right. But yeah. And so anyway, I thought that was pretty funny that I was lucid enough to be like, no, I'm in a horror movie. I'm yeah. not having sex in a horror movie. That's how you die. Yeah, that's no. right. We don't split up. We don't have sex. We don't stand near the window. Mm-mm. So no. you don't even get on a bed because they'll get you up through the bed like that. Um, uh, what was that? Uh, skewer Kevin Bacon. Right? Yeah, Kevin Bacon got skewered. <laughs> Okay, Kevin Kebab. Yeah, no, there was. I think the girl too, right? Both of them got. Yeah, it was a, it was a little sex kebab. Yeah, sex kebab. Oh, sex kebab. Yeah, it's a great. You movie. don't you don't be black. You don't wear high heels. Yeah. you don't like. Right. There's a whole bunch of things <laughs> yeah. that you right. should never do in a horror movie. But you don't want to be and... the stoner kid who's alone. Um, the one in the back of the car that just came along the fifth wheel. Don't ever oh, be that yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he's dying. He's the quick. red shirt for sure. Yeah. Okay, so so that was my funny my funny little dream. So I have I have a book to share, and then I have a little quiz for you guys. Ooh. So okay. which and they they're related. So which would you rather do first? Oh, geez. Uh, oh, let's start with the book and then with the quiz. Yeah, yeah. It feels right. Okay. Feels like all right, dessert. All right. Yeah. So I'll do this little reading from the book here it's it's again it's a it's a me read not because the the narrator for the audiobook version of this book is 
fantastic. He's a British dude, and it's just he's got one of those very soothing mm-hmm. British voices that you know it's it's lovely to listen to. But again, the clip they picked, I wasn't what I would have shared. I think about this I think book, robots so. do that. They got robots picking clips over there. It drives me nuts. Yeah, it just didn't. I don't know. It just didn't uh, didn't capture the charm of this book. So I'm gonna go with it. And no, sure. Captain Kipper, it's not Stephen Fry. It was. <laughs> I'll look it up, but uh, not Stephen Fry. Uh, all right. So, and please forgive me. I do not do a very good voice of this character. I'm gonna do my best. Okay. All right. Okay. Go so, for it. Here we go. What's this you're writing? Asked Pooh, climbing onto the writing table. The Tao of Pooh. I replied. The how of Pooh? I asked asked Pooh, smudging one of the words I had just written. The Tao of Pooh, I replied, poking his paw away with my pencil. Seems more like the Ow of Pooh, said Pooh, rubbing his paw. Well, it's not, I replied huffily. What's it about? asked Pooh, leaning forward and smearing another word. It's about how to stay happy and calm under all circumstances. I yelled. Have you read it? That was after some of us were discussing the great masters of wisdom, and someone was saying how all of them came from the East. And I was saying that some of them didn't. But he was going on and on, just like this sentence, not paying any attention when I decided to read a quotation of wisdom from the West to prove that there was more to the world than one half. And I read, When you wake up in the morning, Pooh, said Piglet at last, what's the first thing you say to yourself? What's for breakfast? said Pooh. What do you say, Piglet? I say, I wonder what's going to happen exciting today, said Piglet. Pooh nodded thoughtfully. It's the same thing, he said. What's that? The unbeliever asked. Wisdom from a Western Taoist, I said. Sounds like something from Winnie the Pooh, he said. It is, I said. That's not about Taoism, he said. Oh, yes, it is. No, it is not. What do you think it's about? I said. Well, it's about this dumpy little bear that wanders around asking silly questions, making up songs, and going through all kinds of adventures without ever accumulating any amount of intellectual knowledge or losing his simple-minded sort of happiness. That's what it's about, he said. Same thing, I replied. (laughs) So, that is a obviously a uh, <laughs> an excerpt from the book The Tao of Pooh. Yeah. Uh and so I thought which if you've never read it I really really recommend even if you think this might be a little out there and it might be a little out there for some people because it does go into, you know, what Taoism is and and that kind of thing. But it's a short read and it's re- even if you end up completely disagreeing with everything he says, it's great for making you think and introspect like why do i disagree about this mm. and you know and like i say it's a very short read so it's not like it's a huge investment of time so i think i i really recommend everybody read this because it's it's charming and also very 
thought-provoking about the nature of who we are and how we approach the world and our place in it, which is kind of one of the things about Taoism. Um, So, like, the back of the book reads, While Eeyore frets and Piglet hesitates and Rabbit calculates and Owl pontificates, Pooh just is. Mm. And that's a clue to the secret wisdom of the Taoists. Hmm. So it's it's literally like you just you you read through and they, he he compares each of the characters and how each of the characters is written to some aspect of Taoism, and uh, ultimately you know the the aspirational character here is Pooh, right? Because mm-hmm. he is he is uncomplicated. He is, he is happy. If he has a pot of honey, he's very happy. He's very mm-hmm. comfortable with himself. Uh, and he doesn't, he doesn't worry about a lot of things. Uh, so I don't know. It's, and he's, I can hear all the Tigger stands out there. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear you and I feel I mean, you. But <laughs> you know, Tigger's fun, right? I mean, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's the party guy. He's the extrovert, but, uh, really for the long haul, your own happiness, you can't maintain a Tigger lifestyle indefinitely you've kind of got to uh, uh you can't be piglet you certainly can't be eeyore uh, who's who's uh who's the right the right state of mind yeah for yeah longevity well, who's state it's, of mind it's interesting because if you you know if you read the original books uh eeyore is a much grumpier more complainy character than he is in the cartoons mm-hmm. uh you know so i i very much relate to the eeyore of the cartoons because actually he's very sort of zen in a way right like yeah. mm-hmm. material things i.e his tail come in and out of his life and he's not really fussed about it he's like oh well it'll come back eventually you know and then eeyore's mantra is sort of thanks for noticing me which implies (laughs) he's grateful he's he is expressing gratitude you know and i don't know as a depressed person i'm kind of i i i uh (laughs) i relate to eeyore but So, so here's my quiz. Okay, we're in, it's right. really short. We're okay. in, and we're, and I've got Ooh, two gonna, of them open. Are we going to find out which poo character we are? Yes. <laughs> oh, I love this. Okay, cool. Good. <laughs> it's only it's only eight questions, and I've got two of them open, so I can do both of you guys at the same time. So, yeah. all right, here we go. And that to phrasing. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> this is not a horror that's, that's movie. That's going to be uh, <laughs> the next dream. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So, first question: How do you typically spend a Friday night? Catching up on studying or work, watching a movie, hanging out with family, sleeping, reading, or going out with friends? Uh, hanging out with family probably number one for me. It varies, yeah. but that's usually it. Going out with friends on uh, Friday nights is typical for me. Okay. All right. Where can you be found at a party? On the dance floor, at home, with friends, off in a corner, all over the place, or near the food? <laughs> all over the place. That's an easy one. Right. I I'll, yeah. I go, but I don't stay any one place very long in a party. Yeah, I think I do too. Like bouncing around for sure. All right. Pick a Disney song. Reflection from Mulan. I'll make a man out of you from Mulan. You're welcome from Moana. A dream is a wish your heart makes from Cinderella. 
friend like me from Aladdin or a spoonful of sugar from Mary Poppins. Oh, geez. Can you give me the first three again? Reflection. Or that's the one where like, why will my reflection show? (laughs) I can't. I can't. Um, And I'll make a man out of you. From Mulan, okay. that's the you know the Donny Osmond one. Let's um, get down to business. That one, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that one. And then you're welcome from Mo- Moana. Yeah, the rock singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I, I'm a yeah. Go ahead. I'm a friend friend like uh, me from Aladdin. Okay. Um, I like make a man out of you, so I'm picking okay. that one, even though it sounds like. A dicky one. It's a good song. Yeah. No, it's a good song. It just says it just says pick a pick a song. It doesn't say like what song do you feel like you relate yeah. to or anything. It just says yeah. pick a song. Okay. Pick yeah, I pick. Okay. One. Now this one's kind of weird. So it's just pictures. So I'm gonna have to describe it. it. Says pick a food. So there's a pepperoni pizza. Mm. There's a a big juicy hamburger. Mm. There's like what looks like like a black bean tortilla wrap. Mm. Uh, and then like a, a cold cut sandwich with lots of stuff on it, uh, sushi, and then I think the one in the bottom is like Thai noodles. I mean, all sushi of that, for me. That was, all sounds great, but <laughs> I would eat that whole buffet. Um, I was at hamburger until he said sushi. <laughs> yeah, probably pizza. Okay. I always go. It's got to be a good pizza, but I like I love pizza. Okay. This is, I, I promise, this is only eight questions, so it's not That's super fine. long. Oh, yeah, no, you're um, doing great. You're good. Okay, so uh, pick a TV show. Modern Family, The New Girl, or rather New Girl, sorry, Grey's Anatomy, The Good Place, Riverdale, or Top Chef? Hmm. Good Place for me. I think some of these I haven't seen yet. Give me the first couple again. Uh, it was Modern Family, uh-huh. New Girl, Grey's Anatomy, The Good uh, Place. New Girl for me. New Girl. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Question seven. How many things can you remember at one time? Yeah. Not many. <laughs> right. My brain goes too farty when I get to about third or fourth and I forget <laughs> what the first one was. For me, it's, I, I, just, I just remember the last two and say, okay, oh, okay, Modern Family, New Girl. Oh, Modern Family. And then Modern Family, da-da-da, and then... Oh, that's a good trick. Oh, yeah. You kind of bracket it. I bracket like it. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Then I only have to remember one. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's, <laughs> what's the first thing you do when you get home? Call your friends, take a nap, eat a snack, play video games, start your homework or work. Or exercise. Obviously, uh, this was written for kids. Yeah, so. yeah. Snack for sure. Yeah, I get home. <laughs> snack for me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First thing you okay. do is eat something. Yeah. Yep. Chug something out of the fridge. Get the purple stuff. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Sunny D. <laughs> yeah. Um, Whatever you got. All right. What do you value most? Intellect, happiness, positivity, compassion, loyalty, or passion? Hmm. Oh, between happiness and compassion for me, I will. I will pick happiness. Okay. Um, I mean, passion's a broad definition, but I, but I think probably that. Okay. I have a lot of passion for things, so yeah. Alrighty. Finally, so the last question: How do you make decisions? I ask for advice. I rely on facts and logic. 
I go with my gut. I use my best judgment. I don't quite know how those two are different, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, I follow what everyone else is doing, or I just wing it. <laughs> a little bit of all of those. Yeah. I, I was going to say, just about everything, <laughs> but follow what everyone else is doing, right? Like, yeah. so, you know, follow facts, but also trust your gut, but also use your best judgment. But also, if I'm in the mall and people are screaming and running that direction, I'm, I'm going to go that way, you know? <laughs> right. Even though I don't <laughs> yeah, know why, I'm just going to follow situation. the crowd. Yeah. So Unless that's we're a running to Debbie Gibson. <laughs> yeah, it's not a shooting or anything else. It's Debbie Gibson out there singing. Running to Debbie Gibson. Ah. Only in my dreams. Ah. Uh, I guess above all else, like if 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 my gut was saying one thing, but facts and logic were saying another, I would go with the facts and logic. So I'm going to go. I'm going to say facts and logic. Yeah, there you go. I I think I agree with that. I, I okay. got there are often I have things where I was just purely instinct for me. But if someone said. Oh, that may seem like the right instinct, but here's the here's the facts. I'd go, oh, well, I probably shouldn't do that then. Like, so I definitely do what Brian just described. So right. I guess we lean toward facts and mm-hmm. facts. stuff. Yeah. All right. So results are in. Ooh, that was Scott, fast. You you are Christopher Robin. Oh, so right. like Christopher, you're cheerful, intelligent, and determined. You're a natural leader, and others often look up to you. Oh, my goodness. Well, we've all made and an error here today. <laughs> yeah. Here it comes. Brian, you are Winnie the Pooh. Oh, look at that. I, I don't need to read your damn book. Yep. I'm living it. That's right. You got your hand in a big jar of honey. You're good. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Frequently stuck in a hole. I love it. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> So it says, just like Pooh, you're kind, loyal, and creative. You have a caring soul, and you're always there for your loved ones. Oh, that's adorable. I mean, these are all probably positive, right? Even if you're Eeyore, what does it say? What would it say? Oh, yeah. I I, Honestly, I don't know. So I I took this quiz before the show, and I I came up with Piglet. And it was like, you know, it was all about, you know, you're you're kind to people and, and... you know things like that. I, I don't. I don't remember exactly what it said. I could probably take it again, but yeah. Uh, so I got. I got Piglet when it came up, but I will say that I do most identify with Eeyore. Oh yeah. Well, so but, so do the. You know, um, uh, it, it, what this sounds like, I could be wrong, unless this is like peer reviewed or whatever. It sounds like it's one of those things where <laughs> it kind of doesn't matter where you land. You're a good character yeah. from the Winnie the Pooh universe, right? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I don't think yeah. I'd want to be Rabbit. Rabbit, rabbit's a paranoid f man. Yeah. Rabbit, yeah. Uh, rabbit is a rabbit. Tough. Looks at Facebook as, as makes his decisions based on. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Don't go with rabbit if you can avoid him. Yeah, I mean, well, and rabbit frets about everything, and yeah. it's kind, can, it's yeah. kind of a jerk, right? Like, there's a yeah. there's a chapter where rabbit makes Tigger promise not to bounce anymore. Like, rabbit's kind of a. Mm-hmm. Kind of a Rabbit's D, maybe you know? a flat earther uh, hoax denier, a vaccine hoaxer, <laughs> right? Uh, COVID well, hoaxer. <laughs> sweet. We'll stay away the from the third rabbit. eagle is rabbit. That's what we. Oh, okay, right, exactly. That sounds As about we right. Know, As we are stuck in his hovel. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Well, there you have it. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that, that was, was good so good. Yeah. yeah, I just thought that would be a fun little way. And again, this is it. it 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 can get a little heavy because you know it's about Taoism, so sure. it's not like you know it's not super light. But it is the the book itself is super light. It's only like 150 pages, and you know so it's it's a quick read, and it's I don't know. I find it interesting to approach like how do I see myself versus how I think 
you know, the rest of the world sees me and what my place is in the world. And, you know, Wendy talks about this kind of thing all the time, like a- approaching your your thoughts and your emotions with curiosity. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so, like, if, if you have a reaction to something, maybe step back and say, oh, why did I have that reaction to that? And yeah. and dig deeper, and it's always it's always just good data, and then that data turns into information. Self awareness is hard, but once you figure out how to do it, it's like you can almost stand next to yourself when you do things and go, "Now, why did I do that?" And then you know, evaluate it and change it the next time. And it's really yeah. it's really great stuff that that particular stuff that she talks about. It's just so hard to remember it in the moment, you know. It is. It is. It is. It's really interesting. I had a thing like that once. I remember I was I was washing dishes and my husband was in a really bad mood because I had mentioned something to him and that just kind of set him off and put him in a bad mood. And so then I was kicking myself for even bringing the thing up, even though I was totally right to bring it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he, he said later, he was Chuck said later, he was like, yeah, you, I, you didn't do anything wrong. You were totally right to bring that up. But I was it all up in my head and my little mean voice was talking to me saying, if you'd have just kept your mouth shut, mm. everybody in the house would still be happy. Everybody would still be in a good mood. This is your fault. Mm. And I instead of like feeling bad and, you know, just accepting that that kick from myself, I stepped back and I was like. Oh, hi, mom, and your need to uh, own everybody else's emotions. What are you doing here? <laughs> yep, I think we your all services are no longer required. Thank we've, you. We've you all know? got a we've all got a dark passenger hanging out in there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. No yeah, right. I feel you. So, so yeah. So I I definitely recommend uh, this. It's a it's a it's a great quick read, and it's 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 fun, and it's it's a fun look at. A philosophy that is a little bit heady and intellectual, but again, it's it and it it doesn't take itself too seriously as you heard from mm-hmm. the forward, right? Like it does a lot of breaking the fourth wall, and uh, you know the the author talks to Pooh throughout the throughout the the book, and so this will not I surprise this will not surprise you, but Benjamin Hoff, famous for in two thousand six renouncing the entire publishing industry because it didn't. It no longer fit with what he thought uh, publishing should be, which sounds just about right for a guy who's mm-hmm. exploring these things in his books. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. right. He's like, wait a minute. This this money enterprise doesn't exactly match up with my creative idea. So a few guys, I'm out. And so he quit. That was it. Well, I mean, that's basically the whole forward of the book, right? Like he, first he argues with Pooh and then he argues with the, the other you know, Taoists that he's talking to. And mm-hmm. so that, that fit, that kind of fits. Um, I'm looking up now who actually reads the, the narration. Oh, Simon Vance mm. is the name of the narrator. And like I say, he's got a lovely, lovely voice. And, you know, he's got that very, you know, sort of, it, he does have a very Stephen Fry ish, uh, cadence and, and tone to him. So, if you want to pick it up on on Audible, it's it's a great thing to kind of it would be it would be a great listen, um, I'm sure, because that would be a good thing to to sort of have on in the background while you're doing some other work and stuff. So. Looking at pictures of yeah. Benjamin Hoff, the only reason you'd know that he is older is because he has gray hair and that's it. Otherwise, he looks like someone jammed a very young man into an old guy. 
<laughs> right? Like it's he really looks like weird. he looks like it's Anderson like, Cooper had a bad day. Yeah, like, yeah. I oh, mean, really? Like oh, Anderson funny. Cooper let his beard grow for a few days before he had to go back to CNN or whatever. You're right. <laughs> yeah, he's very clean, yeah. thin, slim looking, healthy looking dude. We could all look like that, I suppose, if we worked at it. Yeah, I'm talking. To I don't you know. Mostly. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's rather awesome. just be poo and eat my honey. And- that's right. <laughs> just don't be your honey and eat your poo. That's going to do it. Hey, whoa. Uh, so it's always good to have you here. Of course, uh, every week she'll be here. And if you're looking for her online, Red Fraggle three everywhere, Twitter, all that stuff. That's right. True. Yes. That's fantastic. Also, I have a I have a little thing to plug this week. Ooh, plug it. So I did I did a guest appearance on Jim and Fantino's podcast, which is called Funny Not Funny. Mm. And we talked, we did sort of a deep dive into, uh, let's see, puppets and a lot of things. It was, it's, it's a great little podcast where he and his co-host Lionel and a guest, they just sort of have a rambling conversation and then, you know, and, and then it ends after an hour. So it's a, it's a great little show and I recommend, uh, you know, checking it out. Uh, so, yeah, we did. I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, I talked about narcolepsy. And, yeah, there I am. Oh, he told me. <laughs> he told me that the camera piece was just for them in the studio. Oh, and I didn't need to worry about I what see. I looked like. Hmm. Oh, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, now well, you know who's, what's up. Sure. It uh, looks like fun, though. I'll check it out. I've heard of him yeah, before. He writes uh, science fiction or something. I guess he does other stuff, too. Music. And- yes. I recommended uh, a series of his books early on. They were the, the Wakeful Wanderer's Guide. Oh, uh, right. It was was Jim's. And then also he wrote uh, The Ballad of Barry Allen, which is about the Flash, because his Uncle Carmine used to draw the Flash. That's right. So, yep. I knew it was familiar even in our conversation. That's probably why the name Infantino sounds sounds familiar. Yeah, There's yeah. also a Carmine Infantino, an artist that uh, uh, did a ton of stuff for Marvel Comics in the 70s and 80s, like the Star Wars, all the Star Wars That comics. might be why yeah. that name's so that, familiar to yeah. me. That's Car- That's his Uncle Carmine. Yeah, Uncle that's Carmine, okay. Same, so that's him. Guy. Oh, yeah. all right. Very there cool. We go. Well, I'm glad <laughs> you uh, were able to mentioned. do that. Go check that out, everybody. Red on airline. Red on airline, yes. Amy, it's always good to talk to you. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. And, uh, you know, tell Chuck to just keep it keep it down a notch. Tell Chuck to just chill out. Just kidding. He's great. We love Chuck by now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. We, uh, <laughs> we let her go. That's what happened there. Hey, we got time for... Uh, how about one news story? How about that? One news story. Okay. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... Brought to you by Coverville today at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, twitch.tv slash Coverville. We're going to be celebrating fast times with Imagine Dragons and Joan Osborne. What does that mean? Well, uh, Dan Steven, or Dan Reynolds, not Dan Stevens, that would be an interesting uh, front man. Yeah. Dan Reynolds, who's the uh, lead singer for Imagine Dragons, and uh, Joan Osborne, both celebrating birthdays. But we're also celebrating the 40th anniversary of the soundtrack to uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which... Uh, instead of playing covers of songs from the soundtrack, I'm going to play covers of five songs that were prominently featured in the film, but were not included on the soundtrack. Hmm. And uh, you'd be surprised by a couple of these. Like when you think of the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High, yeah. what songs do you think about, Scott? Mm. Oh, it's been so long. Um, 
Do you think about uh, the Cars song, Moving in Stereo? No. Phoebe Cates coming out of the swimming pool to that uh, yeah. that Cars song? I remember the part where she came out of the swimming pool and took her top off. I do remember that. And, yeah. I, and I remember Not included she- <laughs> on the soundtrack. <laughs> it's not song. in there? Why? No, it's not in there. Cashmere as... Uh, uh, Spicoli and uh, his friend are driving in the car, and uh, oh no, oh, who is it? It's not it's uh, like talking about side four of Led Zeppelin two is the the best makeout music. Cashmere right. uh, not included on uh, the soundtrack. Uh, That's too bad. Uh, American Girl by Tom Petty. You watch uh, uh, Stacy walk down the hall to Tom Petty's American Girl, not included on the soundtrack. That's weird. Yeah, Is that a licensing thing. You want to pay for it? I'm sure it was. I I bet I'll bet that it was. Mm. Seems like a dumb bad idea, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, check that out. Anyway, One p.m. today. So covers everybody. of songs that were not featured on the soundtrack today on Coverville. I love that. That's a great idea. All right. Check this out. About to freak y'all out. Uh, bizarre sea creature with a needle-like teeth washed up on sh- uh, on shores in the U.S. Look at this thing. They can't figure out what it is. So I'm Ooh. looking at this photo. I'm going to scroll down some. There's also an underwater oh, version geez. of this. I can't find yeah, that it. looks like. Uh, I mean, that is like such a prehistoric-looking creature. Like the illustrations you get of of what uh, prehistoric fish look like. Mm-hmm. They look like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they got that weird underbite. They got the usually got a little yeah. dangling light thing. A in bazillion front. teeth, like uh, well, like like uh, what's her face from. <laughs> <laughs> from, from Fargo married yeah. to uh, Jesse Plemons. I can't think of her name. Kirsten <laughs> Dunst. Dunst. There you go. Kirsten Old Snagglesuth, we call her. They got married finally. They've been together did, for yeah. years. but uh, Oh, they did finally get married? Wow. Yeah, okay. Tied the knot last week. But private little ceremony. It makes sense for them. Nice. Nice. I love them. They're great. Uh, anyway, these pictures were put on, uh, let's see, on Reddit by somebody named Christine Tillowston. Tillowston. I think is how you say it. Tillotson. Uh, oh, yeah, there's a T. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, this shows this animal with uh, needle-like teeth lying dead on a stack of rocks. Uh, parts of its body are peeling away. appears to be decomposing. In the caption, uh, she asked for help in identifying the creature. Uh, since being shared, social media posts have gone viral. Several users commented on the picture, speculating at what it could be. One new user notes, I think that's called... <laughs> that's about right yeah yeah another one speculated it might be a wolf eel a species that lives across the northern pacific uh, north pacific however third user pointed out that the teeth aren't big enough for a wolf eel uh and ling coal and ling cod uh, are known for replacing teeth daily which is why you can see rows of new teeth uh, uh with being shrunken new teeth with being shrunken mm. i don't know what that means why you can see the yeah i don't know that's a bad sentence Rows of new teeth with being shrunken. <laughs> Is that weird? It's yeah, not just scientist me. right there answered. Yeah, right real there. smart guy. Yes, I actually uh, think Reddit, that's just Reddit a, scientist. I think that's just some user idiot. Yeah. Um, let's see. According to Newsweek, so basically, what's happening at this stage of this is. Nobody's sure what it is, including marine biologists. They're like, um, we need to see it. Wow. We need to get a hold of it. That's interesting. If you're stumping marine biologists, that's uh, yeah. I love weird scary. shit in the ocean. Yeah, I don't I do know too. why. Yeah, something about that. Anyway, don't I mean, put that. Still, in your... still areas of the ocean we haven't ex- uh, explored. With uh, you know, yeah, we can't uh, get down there. It's like too much can't pressure get down there. Like with the abyss. Yeah. Would you? Okay. If you could. Yeah. And someone said, "Hey, we've got like an abyss-style boat thing. You're mm-hmm. gonna have to put a helmet full of goo on 
breathe that in, but that's oh, about, sure. you'll get used to it right away. Your body did it for nine months, Scott. You can do it. You're, you're, you're used to it. <laughs> that's right. I'm totally used to yeah. it. Just put this helmet on and go for it. Would you do that? I don't know why, but deep sea stuff scares the poopy out of me. It scares the crap out of me, too, because it's it's uh, it's not, for whatever reason, like space, you're stuck out there. Something goes wrong. It's like, well, I'm out in space. There's no way. You know, I'm far, far, far away from home. This, this sucks, but there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Whereas... You know, deep sea stuff. If something goes wrong. It's like, oh, my home's just right up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can't get to it. Yeah, and you just uh, know that any second, if something caves in, you're going to have the worst. You know, the whole the crushing weight of the entire ocean will mush you. Yeah, I you're, think uh, you're done. Yeah, I mean the the pressure, the all that stuff. I don't know. Too dark. Too you can't that see anything. Said, stuff yeah, exactly. So many, so many little things that hinge on your survival down there. Too many little things like mm-hmm. having light, having oxygen, yeah. having, <laughs> no leaks in your 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 tank, your yeah. uh, suit. I mean, it's all bad. I don't like it. I'm sure nah. some people are super into it, and that's great. Good, good, good for yeah. them. Good for them. Good for you. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're gonna hang out with Wendy. She's got some stuff to say about an email we got, and uh, that'll be coming up right after this break with this song that you have yeah. brought to the show, Brian. Sure. Uh, so comparisons to uh, Courtney Barnett. Get them on deck here because I think you're gonna you're gonna find quite a few. Uh, Alex the Astronaut is set to release her second album, which is called How to Grow a Sunflower Underwater. Speaking of which, uh, this album comes out a week from uh, today, no, a week from yesterday. And um, uh, so far, it's getting rave reviews from like New York Times, NPR, BBC Radio One. Um, it's great. She is an Australian LGBTQ plus singer, storyteller, and out 100 artist. And um, she also is on the spectrum. She uh, talks about her autism spectrum disease diagnosis. And the new album is an intimate exploration of post-traumatic growth. This uh, first song, which is excellent, is called Haircut. Uh, From How to Grow a Sunflower Underwater, here's Alex the Astronaut. Stand up, look around, smile like you've already made it. In, don't think, blinking off the sword on our faces I looked up at falling autumn leaves I watched 17 seasons of Grey's Anatomy I've got cold hands, cold feet, but I don't regret anything Look from the scenes where party lights flicker And the hymn of la-la-la-la-la-la-la rings One day I'll lose you and you'll lose me So what if right now
it's more than thread And is there a place for me? Which street have you seen a place for me? Would you like to learn how to use them? I guess I'd better. All right. That's one of the best wieners I've ever seen. This is the morning stream, a rat turd. We're back, everybody. Hey, hey, Brian, if I was to write down the details of that song and learn later sure. of who it is, how well, would I do that? you should have done it earlier. Uh, you should have <laughs> written them down when I said it the first time. But okay, this time, this time I'll tell you again. Okay. Uh, Alex the Astronaut is the artist. Her uh, second album, How to Grow a Sunflower Underwater, comes out in a week. That's the first single, Haircut. Very nice. Not a devil's haircut. Don't get confused. No, everybody. not a devil's haircut. No. Nobody wants that. All right, we're going to add Wendy to the call. Uh my uh, my sister, blood sister, Wendy. Her and I blood the, sister, blood sister. The new <laughs> horror film coming from A.B. <laughs> Robinson. Blood sister. All right, where's where's her intro? Hey, look who it is! It's my sister, Wendy. We were just talking about how you're, you know, we're blood related, you and I. We are. We're blood. Yeah, we don't have the like. Okay, anybody who's ever had any kids probably already knows this. If you have more than one is that they come so different from each other. Like, there's this idea that, well, if I, if these two bodies came together and made this this little infant, it must be just like the same base model. And then as you raise them, that's when you decide what paint they're going to be and what interior they have and how nice is their stereo to continue the car analogy, right? But not really. They come prepackaged. Wow. They're totally different. And Wendy and I couldn't have been more different. She was the studious one, the smart one, the the whatever, and I she was, was the, the owl to your tigger. Yeah, yes, I was, <laughs> and I was this you know nerd with all the creativity in the world, but no desire to get homework done. Like I don't know how we came out so different, is what I'm saying. Is that weird? I mean, it's yeah, it's good it's though. The truth. No, it's good. It's <laughs> diversity. It I also think you. Uh, 
I mean, we always got along, and I think sometimes that really helps, just not being too similar. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I do too. Everyone always like, asks, oh, you're who, weird and funny. People are always like, who are you closest to? And I'm like, oh, it's easily Wendy and I. And, and they always ask why, because they, they see those differences too. And I'm like, I think maybe it is those differences. Like, Yeah, we're just really different. I yeah. mean, when were you and I ever competing for uh, compliments about our grades? Never. Never. And when were, were when were we ever competing for compliments on art or competing for yeah, any, anything where we were different? It was like that was always the, you know. And I don't know. We had a weird situation because we had all these Koreans around, <laughs> and that just made it more. I don't know. We had a very diverse upbringing. Weirdly. Diversified, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like nobody, none of us did the same thing. No, I mean, no. Our oldest brother played football. Yep. And then my kid does. That's a generation away. <laughs> There's no one else. Yeah, that's almost There's two no following gens. in any footsteps nope. at all. It's really weird. Nope. Who's playing, by the way? Uh, Elliot. Elliot's I'm playing? literally currently looking at, like, he grew 400 feet in the last year, and yeah. I have to buy everything again, and I'm so unhappy. He's, so that's why I'm bringing it up. He's a big, <laughs> he's going to be a big buff kid with a heart of gold. He is. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how he has any ability to hit another person like, it's just the opposite of him i honestly think it's kind of his like shadow or the yang or something where he's like so careful and nice and yeah. it's like the only way he can have any other feelings i guess I don't you guys know. have to meet we'll this kid like elliot is the epitome of like is everyone else okay is everyone okay totally like, yeah mm-hmm. I love it. And high five and other kids. I was like, you played so well. Yeah. He's a <laughs> he's such a good kid. And thirteen year olds are like, What is wrong with you? Why are you my dad? <laughs> yeah, and go away. <laughs> he it's is hard. like your dad. Uh, that's really fun. that's dad. Good What's stuff. funny is one of his buddies uh, was like, All right, I'll take you guys to a movie. We go to pick him up and he comes out. I swear the kids wearing dockers. Mm. Like I swear. He had on a polo. Like, he is a dad. I'm he like, dresses are, like are a your dad. friends just dads? He's yeah, like, kind of. <laughs> that's great. A bunch of friends being dads. That's awesome. Dads united. So not all 13-year-olds are cesspools, people. Sometimes no. they're dads. Yeah, sometimes they're dads. <laughs> uh, make your make your pick. All right, let's get to our email this week. Uh, Wendy, of course, a practicing therapist, works uh, with patients and clients all the time and comes on Thursdays slumming it with us to answer your questions. Mm. Uh, your valid questions, I should say, but, you know, mm-hmm. we're still slumming it. <laughs> real questions from real people. <clears throat> That's right. Like this one. <clears throat> we're not going to use anyone's name. We'll just start it as it goes. It says, I have a subject to talk about for Therapy Thursday, body dysmorphia during and after weight loss. Here's some background info. I've had weight loss surgery, which has helped me lose over 140 pounds. I'm now in line to have skin removal surgery in July, but now I'm struggling with how I look. I'm having a boudoirs? A boudoir. Sorry. A Bodur. Bodur. <laughs> I haven't read that word in a while, Holding clearly. Some bean pasta. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, excuse me. A boudoir photo session done before my body goes through more changes and to document my changes. Uh, but what steps should I take to work on my mental image of myself before, during, and after the excess skin removal because the person I see in my head isn't reality? Signed Anonymous. So, uh, yeah. I have to imagine. This is just a, you know, I'm not talking about this person in particular, but I have to imagine, let's say you go your, you know, a huge portion of your life, either uh, very overweight or very underweight, either way. And then you have a massive change like this. Your, your image of yourself is pretty burned in 
for a long period of time, <clears throat> whatever that image may be. <clears throat> so almost nothing you see in the mirror is going to match what you have in your head, I would think. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, with that assumption and whether I'm right or I'm wrong, let's move into what you would do here in this case. Yeah. Well, well, let's just start with this premise. I mean, maybe it's because I, I have a buy crap for growing children um, is like, it's, it's interesting to watch like a human change from a child to an adult body. And there's a lot of differences and growth and where you are in space changes. So I'm literally getting stepped on like a lot because their feet are bigger or they don't realize they can't just kind of hug you the way they did without knocking you over. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just kind of a, a, an adjustment. Right. And so that is semi-gradual. It is kind of fast and terrible for most people, but it, you know, like that we've all done it once in that form. And then we all have done various changing through our lives. So for those who've been pregnant and not like that is an absolute trip to see yourself suddenly like it's like alien. I, I mean, that is where that movie comes from. <laughs> some pregnant lady went, do you know what this is like? <laughs> That's what that show is. So like that kind of thing, like it's very common in, in our lives to, to have various stages and, and changing now with, with very quick weight loss. Um, and the type of thing we're, we're dealing with now there, it's just like ramped up to a 10 versus maybe a little more gradual for, for other folks. But I want to start with this premise that everybody has a bit of body dysmorphia, and I will show you how. Okay. So I want you to think about seeing yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. and then seeing a picture of yourself. Okay. You look different, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. Which do you guys prefer? Do you the, like your mirror picture. self or your picture self? No, the picture. Oh, I prefer <clears throat> the mirror self. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I prefer the picture too. because usually a picture is the one that reminds me, like I'll look at myself in the mirror and go, you disgusting monster, right? Wow, and then okay. someone will take a snap a photo of me in Vegas or, you know, just something I hadn't even seen before. And I'll look at it and go, oh, I'm looking pretty good. Look all right right there. That's not bad. So right. I don't know what Unless the difference is. Unless they take a picture me. from chin up, you know, like from yeah. below you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like right. even if they do, if it's a full body shot, even better because... I have the I have an idea that I just look like a schlubby turd right now, but often I'll see a photo and go, uh, you know what I I I look fine, you know. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, those are that those are my preferred balances to see it see a, see it in a photo rather than a. I mean, I'm not talking about like a chin, a, a camera down here selfie where I'm looking like double chin McGee, but like you know just a a, a snapshot of me hanging out or. <laughs> Screwing around with the kids with the or whatever. Mirror, I can adjust myself, like suck in my gut or do whatever and be like, all right, there we go. I'm looking good. Whereas the photo, that thing is locked. There is no changing it. That is what I looked like at that moment from that angle. Yeah. Right. And it's a permanent record. And it's a permanent <laughs> record. Exactly. Yeah. As soon as I leave, guess what? That mirror is empty. Yeah. All right. So, so right there is the evidence. I mean, that everyone can relate to a little bit, right? Like you have mm-hmm. a preference between one of those two self-reflected views of yourself, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what that means is, I mean, okay, now imagine back in the day when there was just those lead mirrors that were really heavy and splotchy. I mean, what did you think you look like? I don't, we just didn't have that constant reminder and that feedback loop, right? So this Mm -hmm. really is new since, you know, we could look at ourselves in particular ways, you know, as a species. And so, you know, parts of our brains have developed around this experience of seeing ourselves. 
which is hilarious on one hand because we now know exactly what we look like in multiple ways at any point and we can zoom in if we want. Yeah. Um, but we're all still really crappy at seeing actually how we are in, in the world. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because that part of our brain is not, you know, that feedback loop isn't as strong, right? People aren't sitting down and going, okay, let me tell you how you're coming across mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. Or let me sh- hold up a mirror to you psycho emotionally see how you handle that. Most of us do not do well at all. Right. Sure. But this is this p- piece of us that, uh, we're not even thinking about, right? Like maybe I'm taking this more deep than people ever need to, but this idea that we are getting, catching glimpses of ourselves and sometimes staring very hard at ourselves and having all sorts of like dialogue in our head. Like you're to quote you, I'm a what monster when you look in the mirror? What are you uh, saying? I forgot what I said. I'm a f- Freaking, clearly something freaking. right Double chin McGee, uh, yeah, you've met, yeah you have a few ways to to demean yourself when you are thinking about how you look yeah, right yeah and very this is very common and that's because we're staring at it right that before you would just be like well i don't know what it looks like i guess i don't know i like to pretend it's that's 1500s and none of us have seen ourselves but anyway um <laughs> yeah okay so we all have a little bit of this now now add going to the email now add this um, well, the feeling like yourself piece to this, right? Okay. So, so Scott, I assume your sort of like early years is how you still think you should look or feel maybe even if we take away the look part and just get to the feeling in your own body as you age, as you gain or lose weight, like it messes with a bit of what it's supposed to feel like in my own body. Yeah. For full disclosure, that was like junior high or prior, just prior to that, like, let's say prior to puberty. Yeah. Is everything's great. <laughs> you know, you're 10, you're 11, you don't care. You just don't care. It's like no big deal. Mm-hmm. But ever since then, cause I can, I can go back to just about any era and say, Oh, I hated how I looked when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Hated how I sure. looked when I was in my twenties. Hated how I looked in my thirties. Like I can always say that. But then when I go look at pictures from those times, I look fine. Mm-hmm. I'd look mm-hmm. great. I'd take it back if I could. Right. And that's the whole point of dis- the whole dysmorphia thing has this element of negativity. No one ever says, I see myself as a giant Adonis man. <laughs> Who <laughs> does sure that? Somebody does out there. Well, somebody. The Rock looks in the mirror and says, he probably mirrors, does. photographs, I'll take all of them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Wink. <Please>. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, he maybe. I'm sure there are plenty of folks who have that experience, but I would say yeah. the vast majority of us do not. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, and not even, and, and some of it is that sort of over. Well, okay. First of all, the key here is what is your brain doing? Mm-hmm. It's not your body, because how come every time, every stage you don't like, and yeah. then retroactively you like it, like. They're clearly the the common denominator and why this isn't making sense is what your brain is saying, right? Mm-hmm. What is it telling you? What is, and we could call it your inner critic. We could call it um, someone else's voice sometimes, right? But just like what is actually happening and why can get interesting. So yeah. that's what I would recommend this this person think about. So clearly they're recognizing for themselves, taking pictures of the changes feels important to them. Yeah. Right. Uh, I am very different. I would not do that. That is not appealing to me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but I also don't know. Maybe it would be. It might be. Right. I mean, just the boudoir level is like. 
You'd have to pay me $20 million yeah. to take pictures of myself. Kudos, kudos to uh, the person who wrote in for, yeah. you know, doing boudoir photos and, and a very vulnerable point in their transformation. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Uh, and maybe there's instead of just like a photo shoot, that there, there needs to be this other degree of this to, to get, you yeah. know, to honor it or something. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, you're right. Kudos. Absolutely. So yeah. everyone's going to be different with this, but if it sounds like they figured out a thing that's going to feel good, but they are also struggling with, you know, wanting to make sure they are doing various things that make this transition, I would assume more permanent, right. With all of this effort and work mm-hmm. and surgeries, like none of this is pain-free, right. This is all very, yeah. very difficult. Um, and so some of it, it, you know, and I'm not comparing it to cancer. Don't get me wrong, everyone. Uh, but just this idea of like any documentation of, you know, writing, a, writing in a journal about difficult things you're going through, um, taking photos of yourself as you are, you know, variety of things. I mean, this is a very human response to capture the depth of this for this person. So that's a big piece of this. And, I, and we don't have the answers to these questions I'm about to ask, which is, you know, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what, when will you, what is it you're trying to feel? Right. Right. Like not recognizing yourself is this is just one measurement of not recognizing yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Is there more? And that would be the thing I'd get curious about. So the world responds differently to people in different sized bodies. It just does. Mm -hmm. People are biased and people act certain ways. You know, that that is a known fact. So as the world responds to you differently, that's going to affect some of your psychology and it happens in every direction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it happens with aging. It happens with being too young. You know, we have, we're having different experiences. Um, and so to get really curious about not only do I not sort of see myself looking the way I'm supposed to feel like, is there more to that, um, psychology f- for you? Like, how are you changing internally? What is, you know, because we do put a lot of emphasis on the outside, you know? Right, right. And that's because we see it, right? Yeah, because that's so, our the the one sense that humans are what well, we think we're really good at is seeing it, and we think we're good at judging what we see, and we're we're actually yeah, terrible because at we're very ourselves. dominant in seeing. Yeah. Seeing is one of our you know most prized um, perceptions. I think I think the other thing too is it the portrait of Dorian Gray. Am I thinking of the right story? Oh, uh, Where the more uh, the, the painting ages, but the, yeah, he and doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. But it's it shows the true him. You know, right. kind of yeah. that idea of like, I think that overemphasis on outward appearance and looks can have a, it's to our internal world's detriment a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like to the our internal improvement. And so, uh, yeah, I would just challenge this person to think. I mean, obviously, kudos and good luck and you know, document what you need to and do what feels good as you adjust, but also maybe spend a little time on, um, maybe what you need to grieve. Uh, I think we, we talk about this a lot with, with grief. It, it's often seems to be associated with negative things or bad things happening or loss in the, the way you would think, Oh, this person should be sad about this. But sometimes this loss is positive. Mm-hmm. Like you had a positive thing happen and a change. Um, and so to, to be kind to yourself about that, you, you may not feel all the things you thought you'd feel once you were thin and all the skin was removed. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we do emphasize in our, in our culture in particular, 
that happiness, health, everything is based on size and looks, mm-hmm. right? And and we can all say, yeah, no, that's not what, well, that's what a lot of us are doing, right? Let's just be honest about it. Because that's a human, that is our way to tell. If, if we would smell, like, mm, you smell healthy, you know? We'd spend a lot more time on making sure we smell good. <laughs> the dogs do. Or, they kind of can tell, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a lot easier to tell when somebody smells unhealthy than when they exactly, smell healthy. Right? Yeah, good point. It's not our first pick. We don't go around yeah. sniffing people, no, but no. Um, if we did, you know, <laughs> we would spend more time making sure we smelled good. Or if, if our, the touch of our skin needed to be, you know, like, but are we really emphasize visual. And so all of us have our own garbage when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. Right. And a, and a great way to sort of check your own garbage might be, you know, what are the thoughts that you have as you interact with the world based on what other people look like or um, their size or some stage that they are in life. Right. And mm-hmm. if you're really critical of others, mm-hmm. you're usually. Oh. oh no. Do we lose you? Sunspot. Sunspot. Uh Oh, I bet you got a call. You know how that happens. Oh yes. Right. <laughs> it's the worst. I always have to put on the, the full on turn everything off, but this yeah, thing yeah, or else I get that too all the time. Yeah. Uh, we'll wait for her here. Well, we you got, you uh, heard my ring uh, doorbell. Let me know that FedEx has a package, which I was, I had on because I was like, Oh, they're going to need me to sign for it. They left it without me signing for it. So oh. that's good. Oh, okay. Well, that's it's, good. What were you expecting? Well, Something cool? It's a laptop for my redeployment gig. Oh. The, the, right. Yeah, so I probably... Getting my Steam yeah, Deck tomorrow. I'm so excited. Oh. Getting your what tomorrow? My Steam Deck. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, how are we going to do a couch party with you, you know, playing Steam Deck while you're trying to watch uh, Edge of Tomorrow? Well, I don't think it gets here till like night, <laughs> nighttime or something. So I got to wait for it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ring her again. Let's see if we can get this okay. worked out. I don't know. I'm going to grab that box off the porch. Just Yeah, you go ahead and do that. I'm going to pause yeah. things here. Oh, we got a we got an electric lawnmower. Oh, yeah. it just does it for you? Yeah, no, you have to go out and do it. It's still like a push mower, like a normal standard mower, but it's all yeah. electric, so it's all charged. You got batteries on this thing. It's like having a little okay. Tesla mo- uh, mower, kind of, without Elon Musk having anything to do with it. It's pretty great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel like we're you know I don't feel like we're complete eco, uh, you know the eco lords of the street or anything. But you know we're out there with electricity getting it done. It's not bad. Good job. All right. So when I mean, he's you've back, seen the, sorry, go ahead. You've seen the ones that do it themselves. That's the that's the life. Oh yeah, that's what I real. Ultimately, that's what I want. But those sound expensive. Anyway, yeah. um, Wendy's back. Sorry, you were saying I don't remember where you left off. Do you? No. <laughs> I <don't remember. laughs> Do you? I don't remember at all. I we uh, then I brought up a lawnmower, which made everybody forget everything again. So much happened between then and now. Yeah, like it's uh... <laughs> Brian got a package. I talked about lawnmowers. Uh, I'm, I'm, Very I don't exciting. Know. Uh, uh, body dysmorphia. Okay, just, yeah, you're. You know. You yeah, look... I'll just get back to my advice. How about yeah. that? I'll just yeah. like mm-hmm. make something. Mm-hmm. Up. Um, okay. That. All right. So. I'd ask a couple questions. Who are you talking to about this? Right? Like, do you have, and, and whether it's a, even a person or a designated time for you to think about that, I think it can be powerful. This can be applied to lots of people in lots of situations. When you're going through something, have you, do you have dedicated space and time to deal with it? Right. And I would answer for most of us, probably no, right? Yeah. We shove it down. 
it leaks out. <laughs> you know, we're just sort of managing that as opposed to, you know, giving some of this attention. So I would ask that question, you know, what do you got in place in terms of support? Somebody who's been there before you. Um, just when we were in Sweden, we have some good friends. He had uh, gastric bypass and lost a ton of weight. And yeah. he, I mean, I've known him for years, you know, going on eight years, and I've never seen him so happy and not grumpy. And I, you know, I'm asking him about it. I'm like, is this just because you lost the weight? And he goes, it's because I don't fight myself anymore of this isn't me mm. and keep trying to play soccer and get hurt or, you know, like, you know, he, he just described that he felt like himself for the first time. And, you know, he looks like he did when he was 25. Right. And so, I mean, and that's not what all of us are going to do. We're going to have to adjust to the, we don't get to go back to our 25 year old bodies, but can we, you know, how do we grieve what we need to grieve and how do we get support as we go through whatever it is? And so, so this person is clearly going through lots of medical parts of this too. And when, whenever we have to do that, we also need support and we also need to know we're not alone and that type of thing. So I'd really check with them on that, you know, just what's their support system look like? What, um, what else, what else emotionally, psychologically do they need to feel supported and that they can have good and bad days with this. Yeah. And then, you know, recognizing that when all is said and done, I mean, I'm talking to my friend while we're on vacation. So, you know, what's it like on a Tuesday when real life is still there, you know, cause not everything is how you look or how you feel in your body mm -hmm. um, or how you think you look or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really a balance. Um, and the truth is we're all in the same exact boat. We just may not realize it and it may not be as dramatic, but just how are we, you know, living life, connecting to what our emotional needs are as, as we change, as we age, as we, whatever. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah totally. Um, I, one more thing I was thinking of the other day, I followed this guy on TikTok who went from 450 down to, I think 180, like just this amazing oh, wow. transformation. And he's Whoa. documented the whole thing on, on three years straight or whatever, how long it's been on, on his TikTok videos. So every video is an update and a comparison and here's what he's doing and what, what diet and what workout and all that. So it's an inspiring, interesting thing to watch. One thing got, that got really interesting though is when he lost or got to the point where he lost most of that weight, um, there was a whole session where he's in front of a mirror looking at all of the, the skin that has, that is just loose now because mm -hmm. you know, that's how, that's what happens. So it's just gobs of it like everywhere. And him trying to, you know, make a decision about what to do. Do I handle it medically? Do I just live with it? Do I, you know, because it's what's actually worse being, uh, in his mind, being an overweight guy at the pool or being a guy who's in shape and feeling great, but has all this skin dragging behind him. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it, it, to me, that was like this lesson of, it doesn't even matter how hard you go. You're still, you know, you're still going to have something that you're gonna have mm -hmm, to think yeah. about. In this case, it's a bunch of extra skin and other people it might be, I've never liked my nose or it's uh, my left ear is higher than the right one or, 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 or whatever. We're so weird this way. Aren't we as people? Like, yeah. I don't think dogs do this. They smell each other's butts and move on. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Does my like, butt smell that bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't know. They, as far as I know, they don't know. I can't tell, but yeah. I don't think they have yeah. the vanity problem we have. And in fact, I think we're the only ones in the, in the animal kingdom that do. 
I think. There's probably some monkey somewhere that's like, if I'm not groomed, I'm not going out, or who knows? I don't know. <laughs> right. But it's fascinating to me. Um, so I hope this person. Well, I mean, yeah. bringing up bringing up animals is an interesting addendum, right? Which is like, what's instinctual? What's survival? What's necessary? Mm-hmm. You know, do you think dogs know how cute they are? No, but they do know that if they tilt their heads and they mm-hmm. put their ears this certain way, and they, this is breeded into them that they get fed by humans, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get a reaction, they, they get love and attention. And all totally. That and yeah. that is, we are no different from this. And so when we look in the mirror and we see something we don't like, we're just, we amplify those things because it, it might mean, I mean, maybe this is too reductionistic, but it might not mean being loved or lovable or mm-hmm. um, that people won't like me because that's what happens sometimes. This isn't just, you know, based on nothing, but it's also... I think the parts of us that obsess about these things um, and get, you know, really critical are really about just trying to get us to improve so that we get stuff we need to survive Mm. and thrive. Right. So we're all monkeys is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's bit the bottom line. I'm trying to do this more. It's funny. This came up when it did, because I've been trying to just like not care. It's like, who cares? Like, why do I care? Like I I care about being healthy and healthier and you know, these things matter, but I really need to worry about, like, if I look in the mirror and go, oh, you're getting older. Yeah, of course you freaking are, you dumbass. You're getting older. Right. We all are. Everybody How's is. How's supposed to work otherwise? Yeah, well, exactly. And one, my, my friend has a great idea. She's like, this is why you got to have friends that are a good seven to ten years older than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so by comparison, you're looking good, yeah. right? Like, you just, it's all relative and, it, you know. And, and I think what's kind of nice is that as you get older, some of this maturity will come and recognizing like acceptance of oneself and like what really matters. And that may mean looking less in the mirror. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is why you stop grooming and you get crazy hairs coming out of your ears and stuff. <laughs> stop yeah. looking. No, you're right. But also just like, you know, I don't know when, when people go, ah, uh, whatever old man or old lady, mm-hmm. like when they get a little bit ageist and some 20 yeah. year old, you know, and you look at them and just think, I know I was like you when I was your age a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you do know that you're also aging and yeah. you're aging at the same rate I am literally the same rate I am. And also if you don't, that either means you're going to die young or you're going to get, which one do you want? How do you want it? Like right. it's right. to me, I right. don't know why that logic didn't click when I was 20. I also right. was and like, it won't Pfft. click for them. And that's, yeah. it's like a built in mechanism. Like it doesn't get tripped until I think you sleep funny and you wake up in a lot of pain and you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Like you have to have a couple of the, those old moments. Like I had, I'd hurt my ankle and I ran across the streets, kind of shuffled slowly to hurry for a light. And Adam goes, it started. I'm like, what? He's like, you know, the old lady careful shuffle. (laughs) (laughs) And so you should see me now. I'm like, I will not care. And I will just run across streets and I'm just, but the truth is I don't want to get hurt again. And so this is why you start to shuffle or you're just more careful. And then you think, okay, let's see who, what grandma Moses, who can I be? That's like (laughs) old and just does whatever they want and is amazing. Like you have to get relative and figure out who you want to be like, not, who you're comparing yourself to anymore, you know, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. opposite direction of you can't do it anyway. So yeah. I, let's say just one quick last thing about this emailer. Like, first of all, 
it's it's an amazing thing for anyone to change. Yeah. Right. Like that is the older I get, the more I am amazed anyone has ever changed. <laughs> like it is yeah. it is a miracle and a phenomenon. And so to whatever they have done to change to get healthier. And I don't mean lose weight. I mean whatever it meant to be healthier. Yeah. And it sounds like they still have work to be mentally healthy about all these changes, right? Like we all have this same work ahead of us. Um, but just keep going and build your, get your support team around you and learn to love what you have. And that's kind of the cool part about the photo shoot and some other things is it's an attempt to do that, right? It's, right. An, it's an attempt to love where you're at. Because when you love where you're at, it means you can be any shape or size or, do, you know, get all the things. I mean, have you guys seen the plastic surgery surgery situations? Oh, man. There is no self-love left. It's yeah. like you've changed everything to what you might like. But it, that's not it's not about the outside stuff. And that's what's that's the easiest right. to change. Right. Right. So congratulations to them and hang in there and. You know, as you figure all this out, like we're all in the same boat, just slightly different shaped boats. Yeah. <laughs> Size boats, small unpainted boats, whatever, right? <laughs> but but it's a it's part of this crappy journey we call living. <laughs> what if I had a okay, is this a weird idea? I if yeah. I had all this skin removed, I would freeze yeah. chunks of it and send it to my relatives as a joke. Okay. Just as a joke. I'd say, Hey, a little piece of me. You know, to have near you all the time you get in the mail. I give you the skin off my back. <laughs> so, Scott, you know how you and I are alike? Yeah. You just did it. You just did it. You made it weird. Yeah. And you made it kind of worse. And you made it gross. Yeah. I, I have this problem. And people really struggle when they're like, oh, they think I'm all professional. And I'll suddenly just make something a thousand times more disturbing. Mm. And they're like, what just happened? I'm like, ugh. This genetic, uh, I don't know how, but yeah, yeah you yeah. and I have that. In yeah, common. I've done it. I've done it. That was my goal. I did it today. Yeah, way I, to go. I feel way pretty to be good yourself. about it. Uh, well, it's always good to talk to you. Of course, <laughs> anything you want to uh, mention or promote before we uh, before we go? Uh, no, but no? soon. I mean, we'll we'll start real steps in the fall. We'll talk more about it as it gets closer. But at the moment, I'd just like to get through the next couple months alive. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I, I would love yeah. that. That'd be awesome. Summer this- kids. Woo. Yeah, you know. BA5. It's all going great. Oh, yeah. That thing needs what's to P- slow its roll. BA5? The new yeah, stupid variant the that's variant? getting everybody. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Even if you just yeah, had it. Worse? A, I haven't, I, I set up a residency in Vegas. I can't <laughs> wait to go see it when I. <laughs> there's, a, a couple so, there's a guy up our street who got it. Um, the pr- prior or whatever variant got it, got pretty sick, and now has this only three weeks after he got the other one. Oh, and so the, the marker on this one is that it's very, very contagious and jumps through all your protective hoops, uh, but yeah. is less yeah. overall in the end severe. So, okay. so like, you know, you might get sick again and be irritated and whatever, but it's likely not going to put you in the hospital as quick. At least that's the general idea, but it's a big, yeah. it's a big turd, that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So breathe in, breathe out. Uh, by yourself by in yourself. a corner. Yeah. Um, real quick, <laughs> did I tell you, I told you we had COVID, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, you. I'm it. sorry. You told me like while you were almost done with it and you were like having a horrible time and you oh, never told right. us. Yeah. But, yeah, because that's my style. But uh, yep. what happened, uh, this is so funny because my neighbor reminded me of this. I, it really does damage your brain. I swear I can't remember things. And I'm like, 
Ah, that happened. Okay, no lie, this happened. There was a raccoon and a and a baby on our roof. Like they got scared in this tornado-y storm and hid behind our chimney. Oh my god. And gosh. she gave birth there, which is terrifying. Well, Tommy, our sweet dog, who is meant to do one thing in life, and that is to hunt things. Yeah. Um it's a bagel, he was losing a his mind beagle. and kept <laughs> staring at the roof and being crazy. Yeah. So we all are like COVID brained stupid. So we decide to put Tommy on the roof. <laughs> this is what Motley Crue did for a while. Yeah, keep going. So he could see that there was nothing going on and it would stop him from <laughs> freaking out. Because we thought he just saw something climb up there and then he saw he didn't see it leave and he will not stop until, I mean, he just was whining and whining. So yeah. here we are, Adam's up there on the roof with the dog and a bunch of kids <laughs> And I'm just taking pictures because I think it's funny. And then all of a sudden, there is a raccoon pretending, protecting her baby. And so then the dog's like, oh, there's a supply of raccoons on the roof. Oh, I will no. never stop whining. Oh, my gosh. So my neighbor comes over the other day and she's like, I mean, I know you guys were pretty sick, but like, what is that? Bad decisions. Do that's not great. make decisions while on COVID. That is that is the no. That's good advice. I'm. I think you're. I think you're. It's good advice to follow. There's a lot of things. No you big are. decisions. Yeah. Well, Wendy, yeah. we hope you have a, a fantastic week between then and now. And next week we'll pick up this mic again and talk one more time. Sounds good. Okay. okay. Bye now. Bye bye. <laughs> I gotta mark that. It was a nice bye bye. Bye bye. It was fun. I could use that. All right, Brian. Look. Here's the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. What's the deal? The deal is, oh, yeah, here's the deal. We're at the part of the show where we're almost done. Now, uh, before we get out of here, uh, we got a quick email I'd like to read. This is, uh, I got a theme for it. Send and receive email. This is from Kristen in, uh, or Kristen. Yeah, Kristen. Kristen. In mm-hmm. Stone Mountain, uh, Georgia. This might be near Amy. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Says them. Sal- the- of Atlanta. Yeah, there you go. Says them salt guns. Uh, hey, bug, uh, and salt. I like that. Nice. Like yep. bug of salt. My husband has one of these salt guns uh, that you were talking about, and he loves it. He's a hit at the cul-de-sacs barbecues <laughs> where he keeps the flies away, and the kids have a great time shooting as well. One downside, all of the food gets really salty, but, you know, still fun. Shoot a fly, though, Kristen. So, wait, do you get, like, bu- do you get like fly guts in your food? That's what I'm wondering. Like, are you shooting the flies above the the barbecue, above the food? Ugh, this doesn't sound good at all. I'm guessing. I'm guessing not. Just uh, I'm guessing yeah. it was a little joke. But I would hope so. But now anyway. I really want to get one of those. It's like okay, confirmed. They're a lot of fun. I want one. I want one too. If, if fly season's already kicking in here, and it usually is later, I mean, I could do it now yeah. and have a blast. I might do it. Yeah. I might do it. Uh, also, hey, hardware baby, right there in the checkout line, right before you, like your last impulse purchase, impulse purchase, along with Pearson's salted nut rolls, is the bug assault gun. <laughs> is it a brand I should look for? The bug assault brand? Uh, yeah, gun? I think it's it is the this the brand is the bug assault. Oh, it's called bug assault. Okay, bug assault. Let right. me actually do it. I don't know. It's forty five bucks, but why not? Uh, quick note about what kind of programming you can expect over the weekend Uh, tomorrow our Patreon couch party 3pm mountain time 3pm for patrons now here's the thing Um, I'm gonna with Monica today her and I are gonna work out a step by step to make sure everybody who's a patron knows how to get in if they want to get in Cool. It's going to be real simple. I'll do a post up there for patrons only on the Patreon. So I want to make sure to check the Patreon out if you're not getting notifications via email or something 
or you have all that turned off, you may, you may, I don't know, but that's where we'll be putting it. If you have any questions, Monica said that she'd be happy to help people with how this works. It's super easy. You just have to know the two, three steps to do it. Um, that'll get you in. It does mean you have to have uh, uh, Discord and be on it. So for those who are like, I don't do Discord. Well, I don't know what to tell you. That may not work for you. But there will be. I am going to, like I said, I'm going to capture this whole thing after the fact. Or, you know, post it somewhere. Somewhere private. Uh, because anywhere else would get us in trouble. But anyway, that's the plan. Uh, tomorrow, 3 p.m. Mountain Time. Looking forward to it. Be there or be square. Uh, court tonight at 5 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time. Of course, Coverville. And Brian mentioned that. 1 p.m. today. That's right. And uh, Film Sack Saturday with The Quick and the Dead. The Quick and the Dead. I watched it last night because I have D&D tonight and I don't know what's happening tomorrow night. So I had to watch it last night. Movie's good, right? Uh, I want to hear. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> how long has it been since you've seen it? Um, Probably 10 years. Okay. Yeah. It's been a I bit. like it. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that prior to film set because i have some stuff to say along with that yeah. but um boy is it not the movie that i remember seeing in theaters in the 90s when really it came out. interesting yeah. oh yeah that's right you were one of the ones that had seen it before i guess yeah yeah uh, uh some Ace, Ace there's Han- some interesting <laughs> sam raimi-ish choices made <laughs> yeah that that is for sure uh, we'll we'll see. It's been a bit, so I will definitely be watching that, and we'll be talking all about that on Saturday. So watch for that as well. All righty then. Uh, quick Patreon note: Patreon.com/slash/TMS is where you can join us. You can be part of that uh, couch party tomorrow if you want. You could be like Adam of Geekheim, who uh, just signed up today or yesterday. Great name, excellent yep. name. Molly Fenton, we know her. Molly's awesome. We do. Yep. Yeah. Burrer and Joe McNally. These are all brand new people. <laughs> Is it bearer? Bearer. Bearer. Maybe he's the bearer, bearer of bad news. It might be. It's just a single yeah. name there. But anyway, they are all brand new patrons. You could be just like them over at patreon.com slash TMS for all other things you need. It's at frogpants.com slash TMS. Brian, let's play a song and get out of here. Okay, fine. Well, she's in the chat room today. It's uh, September, a.k.a. 9 of 12. Uh, she wrote and said, my eldest son's father passed away. He introduced me to Nine Inch Nails, uh, Dead Can Dance, and several others back when we were in college. So mm-hmm. she's a dedication going out to uh, to her son's father as well as, I believe, her son, right? You, you mentioned um, in, our, in our chat on Discord uh, September that... Uh, this is also dedicated to um, to your son. Uh, thankfully, she gave me uh, two choices. The first one, a little tough to find a, a perfect cover of it. But the second one, not only can I do I have lots of covers of it, I have lots of great covers of it. This was a hard one to choose from because they were uh, so many different options. But this one, I think, is, is one of the best. The song is The Smiths' How Soon Is Now. I am the sun and the earth. Um, this is uh, uh, Mike Viola's version of it, and he's got a very appropriate name because this version is super duper string heavy, which sounds amazing with this song. From his album Lonely Boy from 2012, here's Mike Viola and How Soon Is Now. See some of you this weekend, the rest of you on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you then. The sun and the air 
of the shyness that is criminally vulgar I am the son and heir of nothing in particular You shut your mouth, how can you say I go about things the wrong way Just like everybody else
show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com hey it's paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.